Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, we're back. And it's only Tuesday, Rita. Oh my God. It is been nuts. We got a whole week to go. It is just, there is so much news going on too, John, and a lot of stuff that's concerning. And in the studio, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg and Judge Weinberg, you were off for a week and a day. Yes, but I kept talking to you every day, <laughs> didn't right. I? Okay, right. and Craig. Yeah, you were a hard worker. There you go. On your vacation. Thank you, Rita. And Craig Eaton. <laughs> And uh, what, what's doing, Craig? You were down in South Jersey, and I was in South and, Jersey. And, and the uh, judge was at the North Fork. We, we vacation at different parts of the uh, the states here. You know, doesn't he know we're on radio? He should be, a, you know, you're looking a little casual yeah. today. I, I, I had a rough weekend. I had a rough weekend, <laughs> and a tan to prove it. Yes, yes. yes. But always good to be here on a Tuesday. And uh, one of our. Uh, uh, by, by the way, we we always talk about students going to. Uh, uh, school, the 20,000 students. I heard Frank Morano at 4 o'clock in the morning says, well, there's no proof that those 20,000 students are not uh, are, are, are not vaccinated. Yeah, but he's got it in reverse. They should be showing that they have been vaccinated. Like well, every other all kid. the politicians have said to us, they're not vaccinated. Yeah, everybody who's been there's on no here proof. has said there's you know, zero so proof they're Frank vaccinated. Frank Morano, you better straighten yourself out on that. Uh, let's go on. Uh, uh well, you know, we got Curtis standing by. Yep, and we have Ed Mamet. And, and guess what? The city is under attack. The city is under attack. Uh, Curtis Lee, come on on. Hey, Curtis. Yes. Yeah, yes, Rita. Boy, the, the what city we, is under attack. Tell us is. about it. And this case, Curtis, too, this horrible case of the 60-year-old woman beaten to a pulp with her own cane on the subway, Curtis. Yes, in fact, 116th and Lennox on the subway platform. It's always a bad station, as is 110th, 125th. No police officers, once again. You can't solve this problem with drones, uh, Mr. Mayor. Secondarily, you see the token booth clerk filmed this attack safe and secure in his bunker. I thought the token booth clerks were supposed to leave their bunkers and be a station agent. In other words, the the, uh, uh, the phone booth guy is in a uh, bulletproof uh, bunker? A bulletproof bunker. They were supposed to leave the bunkers and actually become station agents to help people. They haven't done it. And worse, this guy, this savage beast, hits this 60-year-old black grandmother over and over 50 times. What you don't see on the video, John, because they cropped it at the end there, is that he starts screaming at her and then punches himself in the face over and over and then reaches over and punches her a few times and lackadaisically walks to the street. No arrest. Is still looking for him. This should be the priority. All points bulletin. Every cop in the city should be mobilized to arrest this monster who is criminally insane. Yeah, no, hey, Curtis, who is this guy? Because do we know at all? Do we have an ID on him? And and my other question to you is you're just talking about the token booth person. Was there any passerby? I mean, she was beaten for two minutes. Uh, So was there anybody else in the area who could have helped too? 
Yeah, Rita, Not he was identified. His name is oh, wait, Blake. Wait, 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 wait. Don't jump in. After the, Curtis, or with Curtis, we have Captain Ed Mamet, a retired captain in the NYPD that wants to tell talk about uh, crime, too. Okay, Curtis, continue, and then we'll get to Captain Mamet. Yes, no problem. So, what Curtis, go ahead. Yeah, what we have here is a situation where this crazy person should have been removed a long time ago and put in Creedmoor where they're putting illegal aliens in tents instead of those with psychiatric problems behind bars in a closed building. We have our priorities all in reverse. Get the crazy people off the subways, put them in the psychiatric facilities, tend to their mental health needs, and make the subway safe again because they're not safe, John. They're not safe, Rita. They're out of control, and women are not taking the subways, not taking the subways at all. So, Curtis, you didn't answer my question. Was there anybody else who walked by? Because, first of all, that that to me is shameful that this token person, was it a guy, was it a girl? And also, were there other people who could have stopped it? Not aware. It was 3.30 in the morning if there were other people on the platform. We didn't see any in the video. The token blue clerk was the male. He should have intervened. Too bad we didn't have a Marine there. Curtis. Yeah, Daniel Penny. Where we was should, the Daniel should, Penny? That's what we need. We need more Daniel Pennies. Exactly. But why would anybody get involved when they saw what happened to Jose Alba first and then what happened to Daniel Penny? This Alvin Bragg is friends of the criminal. Alvin Bragg should be having a press conference with the mayor and police commissioner saying we're going to use every resource available to bring this person to justice. In fact, if you didn't see that video, none of you would have known about this. Guess who got the video out there, ladies and gentlemen? Yours truly, Curtis Sliwa, or you would never have known about it. Curtis, I just want to chime in with the migrant problem. One guy, 29 years old from Venezuela, was arrested six times since he got here June 27th on 14 different crimes. And the people out there are saying, just let the migrants come in. We don't and have to screen them. Vi- Craig, some of those were violent crimes. We yeah. don't have to screen them. We don't have to check their records. I and mean, he wasn't it's, held it's a in. free-for-all. And he wasn't held in on bail. Yeah, yeah. And, and two of the assaults, by the way, there were six assaults yeah. against him. Two of them were for police officers wow. assaulting. And he's still walking, to Craig's point, Curtis. Yeah. This is insane. It's a disgrace what's happening in here in, in the addition, city. In addition, Craig, 41 arrested at the Roosevelt Hotel, illegal aliens. 41 arrested and cut loose. But meanwhile, Curtis, meanwhile, uh, all the politicians, all of them, I'm not going to mention names right now, are are saying, oh, arrest records are down. And that's why I want the Captain Mamet on, because he's the only one that's going to tell the truth. You can't be, you you, you know, if you're still at the NYPD, you can't uh, go against the your your team. But uh, Ed Mamet, is it true that cops are not making arrests because a they get out faster than they're faster than anybody because uh, the soft on crime do, the cops are still no, doing the cop, paperwork. The cops still doing paperwork, right? Exactly. And the crooks are going home. Exactly. So why should they arrest them? Well, uh, there's more to one than that. I, I found out today from a very reliable source, someone who you know, John, who said that the cops. One of the reasons why they're not making cops arrests in Manhattan is because D.A. Bragg has a special unit that is reviewing the video body cameras of the cops to see if the cops did anything wrong. And so 
This is the, they're being discouraged. Uh, this is crazy. That is crazy. And you were going to say something about uh, this guy, too, this crazy guy who was beating uh, the woman on the subway. Uh, well, according to the latest version of the Daily News, he was identified. They have his name, but he's on the loose. Um, and also, you know, the pictures of him are very clear, which is a perfect reason why we should have facial recognition and uh, why the uh, New York Civil Liberties is against it is stupid. I mean, he's been identified because he uh, he probably has been recognized by some of the transit authority detectives. But facial recognition would be very good in a case like this because it's such clear video. Um, and the civil liberties is against a lot of these things. They're against the drones, the uh, facial recognition, uh, Ed? The, the dog. <laughs> yes. It's Richard Weinberg. I'll tell you what, and also very troubling. Now there's an attack on the gang database, the records by... NYPD of gang affiliation. And tell saying, everybody why. Yep. And they're saying because it's racially discriminatory. Yeah, well, that's been going on for quite a while. When I was in the intelligence division, we maintained that gang database. And there, the Civil Liberties Union uh, gave us a hard time on that, too. So it's it's been going on for quite a while, which is... But, they're trying, to, but they're trying to change it. That's dangerous. We have to go, uh, Alan Dershowitz, is he coming up? Is he on? Uh, okay. We have, we have one more minute left or two more minutes left uh, between you and Curtis. And, and the, the, uh, when the next time a politician tells me, uh, arrests are down, what's the truth? Tell that to the, tell that to all New Yorkers so that they don't think that we're all stupid. Well, arrests are down for, for the reasons you uh, gave, John, and the reason uh, I gave. If you put them all together, cops really don't want to make arrests, you know, and, um, you know, one of the things that's disturbing, and I brought this up before, are the illegal aliens. You know, it's a terrible thing. They get arrested, and they're fingerprinted, and they're photographed, but there's nothing to check against. So even if you had the bail reform law that would allow for them to be held, a judge, and Judge Weinberg can comment on this, there's no way for a judge to know who they are or what they are or whether they're wanted. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. By the way, case in point is this guy, this guy who who is now on the loose now in Pennsylvania, he is wanted for murder in Brazil, and now he's wanted for murder in America, and yeah. they're looking for him. I mean, you know, this you can't make this is crazy. Well, Ed Mamet, thank you for telling the American people, all New Yorkers, the truth, and why the arrest records are down. Otherwise, people think we're stupid. Uh, and uh, Curtis, uh, you know, watch out out there, okay? We need you. Yeah, keep fighting the good keep fight, fighting. guys, both of you guys. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. And now I understand we have Alan Dershowitz. Yep. Bring back Alan Dershowitz. Exactly. We have the great Harvard law professor, emeritus, great constitutional scholar, Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, there is so much talk today about this 14th Amendment against President Trump. Um, coming from Adam Schiff, I'm sure you heard this, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, what is your thoughts, first of all? I mean, how crazy is this? He's saying, yeah, I know he hasn't been convicted of it. Um, but but he aided and abetted the enemy, and he's taking it upon himself, also saying that attorneys general across the country can somehow get involved. Secretaries of State. Yeah, and yeah. secretaries of state, too. <clears throat> you introduced me by all of my accolades, but you left out the most important one. Oh, your book, uh, Get yesterday. Trump. Your book, no, Get Trump. <laughs> no, that's not the important one. Yesterday, I was father of the bride, oh. my wonderful daughter. Got married Congrats. to man. Oh. And I got to sing the song and make a toast. It was the most 
festive, beautiful wedding and one of the happiest days of my life. So now we can get on to Mazel Tov. Uh, Congrats. Congratulations. Congrats. That's great. Congrats. More boring stuff. More boring <laughs> stuff. Like who will be the next? Like who will be the next president of the United States? Look, let's understand. Did you get that. a good deal? Did you get a good deal on the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, let, let me tell you though about Schiff. Uh, Schiff is a stooge of Larry Tribe. Whatever Tribe says, <clears throat> Schiff puts in the congressional record, and they're both dead wrong. Uh, I know as much about the Constitution as Tribe and as Schiff. And the framers of the Fourteenth Amendment intended it to apply to people who fought in the Civil War. Now Donald Trump's old. But he's not old enough to have fought in the Civil War. And, it, you know, the 14th Amendment deals with slavery and slave people paying for states that had revolutions. You don't have a provision in an amendment that's supposed to generally take over the impeachment provision. Because remember, the 14th Amendment doesn't say who is qualified to run. It says who is qualified to serve. So it means Republicans could use it today to go after to go after Joe Biden, say he's committed resurrection and revolution and insurrection by refusing to close the borders, or mayors have done it by having sanctuary cities. It creates anarchy. It means that the voters don't get to decide who's president. Adam Schiff, Larry Tribe, and secretaries of state, some of them elected, some of them appointed all over the country, get to make individual decisions. Tribe says it's, quote, self-enforcing. You know what self-enforcing means? It means that anybody can can do it. Uh, you don't need a conviction. You don't need an actual, even a formal charge. All you have to have is a secretary say, says, you know, I think what they did on January 6th was an insurrection and Trump was behind it. Well, what the people did uh, on the West Coast after George Floyd, no, that wasn't an insurrection, even though people died and there was violence and there was an attempt to change the rules and the laws by force. No, that wasn't an insurrection. No, sanctuary cities. That's not an insurrection, even though in sanctuary cities there's a violation of federal law. But we're going to decide on our own what is what constitutes an insurrection and a rebellion, even though Jack Smith, the special counsel, didn't charge Trump with insurrection, rebellion or revolution or anything like that. So, so your point is this is a really slippery slope, well, obviously, right? I mean, this so is dangerous, dangerous. territory. It's so dangerous. Yeah. You know, they're weaponizing the 14th Amendment just the way they weaponized the criminal justice system. In my book, Get Trump, I talk about how the only goal is to stop Trump from running. It's a distrust of democracy. They don't trust you. They don't trust me. I I have a constitutional right to vote against Trump for the third time. You have a constitutional right to vote for him, to vote against him. But the secretaries of state can't deny us that right. We decide who's the president, not a group of 50. I, I agree. I agree 100 percent. And uh, Alan Dershowitz, and I agree. And if both, if it's Trump against uh, Joe Biden, uh, I would say no matter how bad uh, Trump was perceived to be by a lot of people, I still think he loves the United States of America more so than uh, than uh, some of Joe Biden's decisions. Wow, you, wow, you, John, that's a powerful one, statement. Well, I I'll mean, Joe point. Biden's you decisions would, are, have been not good. Well, open border, giving away Bagram. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some things I'm extremely uncomfortable. Well, I have to tell you, you've made one point for me, and that is if Trump were to run against Bernie Sanders, then I would really have to think very, very hard. Uh, about which country I would move to. No, I would never leave the United States, but who I would vote for. Uh, but, you know, I will vote for Biden if he's healthy enough 
and 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 sound enough. And you know, he's five years younger than I am. I can't say age is a disqualification. Craig Eaton, you are shaking your head. I, I, I just, I, you know, with everything that's come out about Joe Biden, and I respect your opinion, Professor, because you're brilliant. Yeah. But I, I just think I think that Biden should not be president again for the next four years. I don't think he's got the mental acuity to do it. I don't think he's got the health. I don't think he's got the energy. And and the things that he's done scare me. I mean, he's he's put this country in such a dangerous position around the world. But let me ask you a question. So you vote against him, that you have a right to do that. Yes. But would you move for his impeachment or disqualification? Under I think the I think we're better off waiting for November yeah. election. I, I, let the people let the, let the people vote. No more impeachment. Yeah, I agree, John. It's only fourteen, only 14 months. I, I agree. There's just too much. Like this thing now with the Fourteenth Amendment. I mean, it's only been used twice since the late eighteen hundreds, and now I guess it's been a slow news cycle against Trump. So they had to come out with something this week. So they come out with the Fourteenth Amendment. It's look. Well, they're going to find other. They're going to find <laughs> other stuff. They're, yeah, well, they gonna, they can't wait. They it's don't like, want us to vote. Exactly, they exactly, exactly. They vote. don't like Alan, the indictment. Alan, the indictment Richard, he keeps yeah. doing well on. So they're like, okay, that's not working. <laughs> He's still going up in the polls. Let's try Fourteenth Amendment. That's Alan, what it looks like. Alan, it's Richard Weinberg. Don't we have a constitutional right to vote? Number one, and doesn't Trump have a due process right on this thing? Just merely making an allegation that he's involved in an insurrection. Of course he does. Of course he does. There's nothing else in the Constitution that's anywhere like that. Oh, they say, but you have to be 35. That's a calendar issue. That's a calendar issue. Or you have to have been a natural-born citizen of the United States. Back in the day when they passed that amendment, it never occurred to anybody that a person wouldn't be a natural-born citizen. Everybody knew what that meant. Uh, But when you have rebellion, revolution, insurrection— that, those are very difficult terms. They're in the eyes of the beholder. One, you know, jo- Thomas Jefferson said a revolution every few years is probably good for democracy. He didn't mean it literally. You know, he meant it. Uh, protest. We're a country of protest. We look at the 60s and 70s. I defended a lot of these guys who were involved in what is much closer to insurrection than anything we've seen now. But nobody dreamed of using the, the, the 14th Amendment. And why? Because the people who were engaged in insurrection were on the left. And so the people on the left didn't want to have them in any way disqualified. And remember that some of those people did run uh, uh, um, in California. Yeah. Uh, they became yeah uh, representatives. They were involved and they were convicted and they were charged. Remember the Chicago 7 case, the Spock case, all of those cases. And nobody dreamed of saying that they couldn't run for office. Look. The head of the Communist Party uh, or Gus the Hall. Socialist Party Gus back Hall. then, Gus Hall, ran for president. Nobody objected to his running for president. You know, the the first time this was ever tried, it was in 1856. A guy named Fremont was running, first Catholic, I think, to run for president of the United States. And a group of know-nothings tried to get him disqualified because he was a Catholic. And they said, basically, he has no allegiance to the United States. He has an allegiance to the Pope. And then they made up a story saying he was born in Montreal. He was born in Virginia. And, of course, it was dismissed. Nobody took it seriously. Everybody knew it was a, a racist, bigoted, anti-Catholic attempt to prevent a Catholic. 20% of the people will always agree with those, uh, somebody, you know, those yeah, people. Yeah, no. I agree with you. Alan Dershowitz, thank you. What a fascinating discussion. uh, Congratulations on the wedding, and we'll catch up with Uh, you again real soon. Bravo. (laughs) 
And right now, let's take a break. Yep. And uh, when we come back, Nicole Mayotakis is mad as heck. And let's see what she's mad as heck about, I think, Staten Island. Uh, let's take that break first. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, boy, uh, everyone's talking about this case as we were talking earlier of this Venezuelan guy who has been busted six times uh, for 14 crimes including assaulting two officers, and he's on the street. Uh, he's back out. Uh, so many problems here and so many problems with the migrants, especially as school starting. Joining us now is Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. And uh, Congresswoman, first off, Staten Island. I was looking at some of the images. It got really tense last night. The, uh, the grandmothers are... are, are pounding on the buses don't come here yeah and the migrants are like whoa whoa this maybe is it getting a little crazy here look obviously there's great frustration in the community because we did not support this mayor and we do not support his policies and yet we're being subjected to to them which is why i say Staten Island should once again be revisiting the idea of seceding from the city of New York. I mean, they seem to only remember us when it comes to charging us the highest effective property tax rate out of the five boroughs. They seem to only remember us now that they want to shove these uh, shelters in our communities. Uh, But when it comes to getting our fair share of hospitals, we have no public hospital in Staten Island. When it comes to making sure uh, that we get adequate transportation, we remain the only borough without uh, a subway system or a adequate trans- transit system. So you can't just say with a forgotten, ch- you know, with a forgotten uh, uh, borough, and then all of a sudden, uh, do us a favor, forget it, forget us when it comes to this kind of stuff because we do not support it. And I simply say maybe these people would be more welcome if they went to communities like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, those who support open border policies. And I will say that this is a community that is made up of immigrants. Uh, Staten Island is very, very diverse. Uh, I have a and you want law and order. Yes, but we want people to come the proper way to apply. And we also feel that it is it is an insult to the immigrants who came the right way, never asked for anything. No one ever paid for their rent or their or their housing or, or, or education or anything. They simply asked for an opportunity and they followed the rules and respected our laws when they came to this country. And that's all we're asking is to continue being a generous nation and a welcoming nation, but just do so so we know the proper way uh, that people are coming in, know who is coming in. And I think that is important 
uh, for national security. It's important for uh, sustainability to make sure that we can afford. Uh, this is completely unsustainable what's happening to the tune of $12 billion. Um, and look what happened last week, right? We, we heard on the news that ISIS is helping smuggle people into the country, that the drug cartels are making $13 billion a year doing this. They caught well over 150 people on the terror watch list. So it is a dangerous uh, situation that the president has created for us. And the mayor is just going to bankrupt the city if he continues doing what he's doing, which is misinterpreting the right to shelter law instead of telling the president to secure the border. And let's increase number of visas to allow people to come in the proper way. Um, and, 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 And we need to know who is coming in and out of the country because people are abusing the asylum system. And we know that because about half to three quarters of the people are, are, I should say, half of to two-thirds of the people who go to court have their claims denied. Congresswoman, this is Craig, one of your constituents from Brooklyn. Hey, Craig. Um, one, of, one of the big problems here is it's the perfect storm. We have all the migrants here. We're not, we're not screening them for anything. We're not look, we're doing background checks on them. And then they get arrested, and then we have the well, second ask, problem with the ask, bail reform. Ask the congresswoman about the, the children that are going to school next, yep. next week. Yep. Uh, have they been vaccinated or not? No, they have not. And the mayor is saying they're not going to require the same vaccination requirements that American children are required to have in order Why? to enter a public Why? school. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. A clear, it's a clear double standard. They don't seem to care. Um, and, and again, this is, again, rewarding people, not playing by the rules. They don't have to play by the rules, whether it's coming but, in the country but, or whether it's going But worse than that is our kids can get sick if they have a, a strange disease. And the, and the interesting thing, and this is important to note, because they've had confirmed cases of, of tuberculosis, of malaria. malaria, syphilis, yeah. malaria, dengue fever, and, and other, other things at the border. And, and, and that is why Title 42 was so important. Remember, the president fought us. We went, we, there was a, it went to court. It went to the Supreme Court. Yeah, he fought uh, it to have it lifted, to have exactly. it lifted. I mean, and, and, and talk about it. here we are in this moment right now where we are specifically talking about, you know, even COVID cases. The first lady has COVID. Um, you would think, but no, 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 at the border. Come on in. I, I mean, it is just, it is the definition of insanity, Nicole. But, but it's going to take, it's going to take one of these Democratic officials or, or politicians to have their ch- child, God forbid, get, get one of these diseases and then everyone will take it serious because it's crazy. All of our children are exposed. Well, there's I, nothing- I can't understand why they don't stand up and say well, enough is enough. But yeah. A, Nicole, the, it's Richard Weinberg. There's another problem. And that is they're talking about giving these people, say, give them work permits. That will only encourage more people to come here illegally. What do you say? Yeah, you're absolutely. Look, and, 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 the, and, the, and the, the sad thing about all of this is it could be stopped today. House Republicans passed legislation, H.R. 2, uh, and, and unfortunately, Chuck Schumer will not allow it to come for a vote. So the New Yorkers who are listening right now who feel that we need to have a secure border, uh, they need to call Chuck Schumer's office and put pressure on him to do his job. This guy talks about democracy all the time, and yet he won't let the representatives in the Senate who, who represent people, right, people all across the country to have a say on where they stand on that very important bill of having a secure border. If he doesn't like our bill, then he should pass his own bill and let's reconcile the differences. But to the judge's point, 
this is very important for two reasons. Uh, you're not only incentivizing people to continue to come illegally, as the governor is doing by offering, you know, she wants she wants Section 8 housing when we have a waiting list for veterans and domestic violence victims. She wants free metro cards. She wants all these types of things that American citizens are having trouble getting uh, and, and it just increased out tolls and fares, and, and she wants to offer the free metro cards. But aside from that, the work authorization, according to the law that Bill de Blasio passed with the help of Councilman Justin Brannon in Brooklyn and other members, um, right when he was leaving office, Bill de Blasio, he passed this law. And unfortunately, what it does is it allows for non-citizens to vote if they have work, work authorization and are residing in New York City for 30 days. That means all these individuals that have come here and are residing in the city uh, for 30 days will be allowed to register to vote. And so we are suing, as you know, to stop that law from taking effect. Myself and Borough President Vito Casella, the other Republicans from Staten Island. Um, but it's important to note that the mayor appealed. We won that first round and he appealed the decision. So Wait, wait, wait. You know what? You know what? I want to just stress that because, Congresswoman, you just said a really important point. In other words, you're saying that if they get work permits, right, that they can vote in municipal elections. Under this ridiculous law, which, by the way, McCall is absolutely right, was was beaten down in the state Supreme Court. And Adams is now appealing it. And he shouldn't. If he really cares about this flow of immigration, he should stop it. right now. Are you saying that uh, Mayor Eric Adams wants the immigrants to vote? He supported a He's pushing forward on that. He allowed the bill to go forward. He didn't veto when he allowed it to go forward. Isn't that right, Nicole? Yeah. So the may, what happened was the mayor dropped it on his way out to Blasio, yeah. and then he did not veto it. He had the ability to veto it, Adams, and he did Nicole, 30 and, seconds. We've got to go to a hard break. What, what else would you like to tell all the people? The people need to know that they need to call Gillibrand's office, Schumer's office, and complain to them about eight, not passing H.R. 2, pass a border security measure now. They also need to know that the only way we're going to really uh, address this issue is if we get rid of President Biden next year. And also people like Councilman Justin Brannon in Brooklyn, who happens to be Craig's councilman, who is a major problem because he's been supporting all these radical policies that have allowed this non-citizen voting. Uh, and, What's the name and- of that councilman that's been voting for all that crap? It's Councilman Justin Brannon in Brooklyn, and Justin he's up for election this year as well. And he's a so. In other words, we're telling a million people are listening to us right now. Make sure Justin Brannon does not get voted in. Yeah, you have Ari Kagan running against him this year, and it'll be an interesting race because they're both sitting councilmen. Thank you. Redistricting, they're tied together. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to a break, wow. and we're going to come back with Steve Moore, that has a lot of things to say about the economy and what is it going to take to move our country forward. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on well, 77 WABC. Well, we're back. And uh, the economy. Why is our economy being hurt? What is today is uh, one of the country's leading economists and very close to our mutual friend, uh, Larry Kudlow. We have Steve Moore and Steve what the heck is going on with electric vehicles? What the heck is going on uh, with windmills? I understand. In New Jersey, somebody told us that the windmill company is slowing up. Yeah. What was the windmill company's Olstead. name? Olstead. Olstead came out. Olstead said that they, they're having yeah. trouble getting parts, and they're, they're now going to put crack. it back to 2026. The governor of New Jersey should look into it. We're killing all our whales. We're killing yep. all the we're killing all the birds that are flying through those windmills. I mean, enough. Yeah, 
Well, you're the, you're the guest. You you say it. <laughs> well, good to be with you all. And, uh, John, thanks so much. And don't forget, more money Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WABC. Uh, look, you talked about the windmills. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the biggest wind turbine company in the world for offshore wind is basically saying that their profits are way down uh, because of these supply chain problems. They can't get the, the minerals and the and the metals that they need to build the build the uh, the offshore windmills. So that's a big big problem because the Biden administration passed a three hundred and seventy billion dollar billion with a B plus fund for all these green energy programs, and they're not working out. Let me give you another example with the electric vehicle batteries. And by the way, I'm not ele- against electric vehicles. They're, they're, they can be very, I am pro-choice. I want to... I, want, I, I, I you, John. Any, any, any automobile a person wants, if they're stupid and they want an electric vehicle, I want them to be stupid. Yeah, don't, but don't well, shove that, it down I mean, our throats. Yeah, don't shove it down I, our throats. I'm with you totally on that, but i got to tell you, so here's the story. Now the Biden administration is spending $20 billion, again with a B, billion dollars to, ha- to encourage and entice the American car companies, Ford, GM, Chrysler, to retrofit all of their factories so they make electric vehicles, not gas-powered cars. But see, and, and, when, and when General Motors goes bankrupt again, will, will, will the government bail them out again? Of course. Uh, well, I think that's what you're accounting for. Because you know what percentage of new cars today are electric vehicles? Less than 10%. And so what, what they're doing, if you go to a new car showroom or a, a, a you know, a, a auto dealer lot, what you're going to find is uh, scores and scores of these electric vehicles. But what people want to buy is the old fashioned cars. You can't buy them. I, 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 no, I agree with you 110%. And, and, uh, okay, Judge, you had a question. Hey, wait, wait, John, can I ask you something? Yes, you, ask me. You're such a, you are such a great businessman. And I always thought that the customer is always right, that you produce what the customer wants. That's not what we're doing with cars. We're producing what the government That's wants. That's why the CEO of Toyota is right. He says, I'm going to exactly. produce hybrid. I'm going to produce yep. gas. I'm going to produce electric. I'm going to produce uh, uh, diesel. And let the customer buy what they want to buy. Joe Biden, don't force it down our throat. Don't force it down our, our throats. And, you know, by the way, the, the windmills and the electric battery, you know where the windmills and the batteries are made? China. Right? China. <laughs> How's that helping America? We should be producing 3 million more barrels of oil today at, what, $85 a barrel? That's like $250 million a day, every day. And you know, and you know, you know who's financing uh, the war in Ukraine and the wars uh, in uh, Africa? China? No, we are. Yeah, we are. We're paying. We're paying eighty-five nine. We're paying eighty-five nine dollars an oil, a barrel for oil, and Russia. And Putin is getting the money. He's getting a billion dollars a day, or eight hundred million a day, and he's using that money to finance the wars. Yeah, Yeah. stupid. We are so stupid. I would even make the case. I don't think that Putin would have even gone into Ukraine if Trump had still been president. We've been pumping all the oil and gas we have because he couldn't have afforded it. Right. You know what's the old saying? That Russia is just a gas station with with I mean a a third world country with just a lot of gas. But Biden changed the policy, Steve, and and now the whole world's paying for it. I'm not going to tell. Everybody else is paying $8,500 a barrel for oil, but Russia is giving oil to some of their favorites. Of course. For a 30% discount. So only, how did Alphonse the model used to say, only the schmucks pay retail.
<laughs> well, that is so true. And by the way, somebody has to explain to me why it's better for America or better for the environment if we get our oil from Saudi Arabia. By the way, you see, he wants to get it from Venezuela now. Yes. He wants to get the oil from Venezuela, not, not Oklahoma and Texas and West Virginia. And it's and dirty Alaska. oil. Yeah, Steve, and, and it's dirty and, oil. And they Venezuela. have great human rights, too. They have a really great human rights record there, too, uh, Steve. <laughs> Absolutely. People are breaking down the borders to get into Venezuela. <laughs> Yeah, By right. the way, that migrant, the one with the uh, yeah. uh, six arrests, 14 crimes, from Venezuela. All right. Yeah, Maduro, <laughs> by the way, Maduro said, if, you know, if you uh, get rid of the sanctions against our oil, I'll have free and open elections. What do you think the chances are of that happening? Zero. Minus Slim zero. Yeah. And I Slim and none. I agree. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's more, it's more likely that Rita would go on a date with me than that uh, <laughs> we're going to have open elections. You never know. You're kind of cute, Steve. You never know. <laughs> Steve, before you go, what about the interest rates? I mean, right now, I just saw yeah. not on 9-1, the 30-year fixed interest rate was 7.938. These are numbers we haven't seen in, in decades. It's it's crazy. So, it's killing the housing market. And, you know, if you look at, let's say, the you know, median value home today is about $450,000. If you're paying, because remember, the mortgage rate was 3% when Trump left office. Now it's over 7%. The difference is, you ready for this? You're going to pay about $150,000 more over 30 years on a 30-year mortgage. Wow. Those higher interest rates. So it's killing the housing market. My son's looking for a house right now, and he found a house in New Jersey. And, and the interest rate, the, the monthly payment is so much higher than it would have been back, you know, yeah. a year and a half ago. That's it's right. crazy. Now, tell your son, though, that, that uh, John Katsimides and I are old enough to remember when. Remember 17% mortgage rates? Remember that, John? Ah, 17%. you're talking about uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Steve Moore, thank you. There was one more item that we wanted to ask Steve about. Uh, the interest rates, I mean, they're going to try to raise them again. I mean, it's stupid because, you know, the yeah. inflation is not going to go down. You know why? All of a sudden today, uh, oil is $90 a barrel. $90 a barrel. It's unbelievable okay. how, how expensive And the windmills. Tell tell New Jersey, all of you people in New Jersey, call your senators, call. Yeah. And there's an election in New Jersey in, in eight weeks. You want windmills. Yeah. Vote. Don't vote for the people that voted for those windmills. Yeah, you want whales. Yeah. Well, you whales want whales. Want windmills. You want our whales to live. last message. Don't forget, save the whales. Save, save the, whales. the whales. See you on the date. And save the birds. And I'll see you on the date, Steve. Uh, thank you. You'll have a hot date. <laughs> I'm chaperoned. All right, let's go. We got Dr. Michalos on the other phone. All right, Dr. Michalos. By the way, everybody talking about COVID again, uh, because the first lady, Jill Biden, has been, uh, she tested positive. So how big of a concern is this? Well, hospitalizations are up and they rose for the sixth consecutive week they're up like 20 percent uh, for the week ending august 19th uh, they were up 15,000 now they're about 17,000 but again it's two and a half times lower compared to uh last year this time and five and a half times lower compared to 2021 the good news is as we've talked about before that viruses learn to be more contagious and they mutate because they want to survive but they do become less deadly over time because they need to coexist with us and they actually live in our gut microbiome. There are tens of thousands of viruses that coexist with us that once were infections. And that's why they track the COVID variants through the wastewater because it travels into the wastewater and they're finding it in uh, states like New York and Michigan. They found this new B2.86 variant, 
but the dominant variant is still the XBB. That's what the, one of the issues with vaccines currently, the ones that are out now, do not cover the new variants. And the same thing we have to do with flu vaccine every year. That's why they have to update it because these things mutate. So do, Dr. Milos, are they going to start asking us to mask, mask up, up and uh, vaccination? No, Where not. are we headed? Well, I, I don't think I don't think we're going to see that happening as quickly because it's not as uh, deadly. Yeah, but the election is coming up, and you never know. Yeah, I, that's well, right. It worked last you time, never, right? You know, the good news is now it's a, it's a, a good excuse to have absentee ballots. I, I know where they can get an extra hundred million absentee ballots. Yeah, the good news is you test positive now. You can ask your doctor for malnupiravir or a Paxlovid antivirals, and just like you could take Tamiflu if you have the flu, because I have actually two friends of ours have just tested positive for flu and for COVID at the same time. Oh, yikes! So there are there are treatments. So the good news is you take the antivirals. Listen, AIDS, the uh, the the, vi- the virus that uh, causes AIDS. Uh, 40 years later, we don't have a vaccine because mRNA things, the uh, viruses keep mutating, but we do have oral antiviral pills. And that's why people don't die from it anymore as much. So things are much better. We're in a safer place. I don't think it's going to be as bad. Yes, cases are going to go up. Why? Because winter is coming. We move indoors to the dry indoor air and it goes up the opposite in Florida. In the summer, they move into the cold air conditioned dryer. And they get sicker in Florida in the summer. So and uh, Craig Eaton's got a question for you, Dr. Mihalos. Sure. Doctor, what can you tell our listeners to do to avoid getting COVID at this point? I mean, washing your hands. What else can you tell us? What should we be doing? Well, you can look at the peer-reviewed literature. Now you know if you can keep your vitamin D levels up between 50 and 75, those people fare better. The people who are, you know, you try our best to lose as much weight as we can. The thinner we are, the less fat cells we have the less entry points for the virus because they found that there's a uh, these ACE2 receptors found on fat cells. That's the entry point for the virus. That's why in countries where people were much thinner, like in Vietnam and Africa, those places were not affected as much and they have a lot of sun and high vitamin D levels and things that eat healthy Mediterranean diet boosts your immunity. We now know, for example, people who eat more mushrooms have stronger immunities and that's well documented. So these are some of the immune boosting foods. If you're eating processed foods and sugar all the time, guess what? You're not going to be as healthy eating things like olive oil, fruits and vegetables, trying to eat like 20 plants a week, your immune system becomes stronger. And, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, swear by vitamin C and there's enough studies that that's a good immune booster and anti uh, Oxidant. And also now we've learned that through genetic testing that they found certain genes that some people do better than others, like the type O blood people. They're more resistant to malaria and they happen to be more resistant to COVID than other blood types. So we're learning more and more. Some people who take the common drug metformin for diabetes, they seem to be resistant to hospitalizations. And they also published in Lancet, the prestigious journal on infectious disease. They also get less long-haul COVID. You know, I, I, Dr. Mihos, before we let you go, I, I want to switch gears on something we were talking about because people are so concerned about these kids, uh, some of the migrants who are coming, and they're not being vaccinated, and they're in these classrooms with our kids. Um, how concerned should we be? Well, I, I had an off-the-record conversation with a nurse in a public hospital, and they said that there's a lot of cases from that population that a lot of the women are testing positive for HIV, the biggest concern I have is they have about four or five cases they saw of resistant TB 
So that's something that we need to treat. In the old days at Rikers Island, people used to come in, we treated them, we diagnosed them. Now with this bail reform, you throw people out. And now with this other issue where we don't have an Ellis Island anymore and people are just going on the subway, that's why me personally, I'm avoiding the subway. And if I did go on a subway or public bus, I would wear an N95 mask because there are now people with resistant TB in New York City. And, you know, you can look it up and the data will come out. We'll hear about it in the next few weeks. But this is from people who are there treating it, but they're told to because of HIPAA, they can't talk about it and they can't release any information. But it is happening and we need to have a Ellis Island type screening program and be compassionate and treat people with compassion and get them the care that they yeah. need. We want listen, we want to care for people. But we don't want to make we we don't want to be stupid and not test people. Yeah, you just want to make sure everybody's safe. It's a public health risk, and you know, healthcare is national security. We know that, and that's part of healthcare. That's why places like Ellis Island were set up because when people had TB, it was compassionate. You treated them, you helped them. Well, John has John's idea, by the way, is this Ellis Island too, uh, which I think is a really smart idea, John. The uh, Sexually transmitted disease, 175,000 cases of syphilis in the United States last year. This is a real thing. We need to treat people compassionately, get them the help they need, and do proper screening, and also for psychiatric screening, because many people are also psych patients, and they need psychiatric care. We see how many violence and a lot of domestic violence and a lot of things like that, like many arrests for domestic violence. we got to get these people compassionate care, get them the medical and psychological care, and also it's, it's, it's to protect other citizens who are here and it's our duty to protect and serve our citizens because our greatest power is to serve like you guys. Absolutely. On WABC and getting the truth out every day. Thank you. Cosby. Dr. Thank Peter Michalos, thank you so much for your wisdom and for making our people live longer. We need listeners to live longer. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for getting the truth out. Thank, Thank you. you, Dr. And now, Peter. Rita, who do we have? We have uh, somebody that served our government for many years, many, many years in, in uh, CIA. In the three-letter word that yeah. we never talk about, the CIA. And, and uh, go ahead. All right, yeah. yeah, 20 years, by the way, in that three-letter word, CIA. Uh, Bruce Klingner, and he covered also uh, North Korea. He was the CIA's deputy division chief for Korea, so certainly knows this area very well. And Bruce, we wanted to get you on because there's this talk, of course, of North Korea, the leader of North Korea meeting Putin to talk about supplying weapons to Russia uh, so they can beef up their fight against Ukraine. Talk about uh, the unholy alliance. Well, thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, it's uh, really the, the notice of the of Putin and Kim meeting follows a series of, of earlier reports uh, of growing indications of additional arms deals. Uh, and the Russian minister of defense was in Korea, North Korea in July as part of a celebratory parade that, that North Korea had. And they also took him to a exhibition hall of, of weapons. And reportedly while he was there, he talked about inviting North Korea to a trilateral military exercise along with Russia and China uh, and also asking North Korea to sell additional artillery ammunition to Russia so they could continue their operations in Ukraine. Wow. Uh, so how concerned should we be? Um, and how close are these two countries? I mean, obviously, they have, uh, you know, common goals. But how con- how concerned should we be? And what are they exactly supplying Russia? I mean, we know a lot of the stuff that both of them are working on is, is pretty, uh, pretty scary stuff. 
We should uh, be very worried uh, because both ends of the of the deal are are worrisome. So uh, Russia has really extensive production capabilities for weapons and ammunition. And the fact that they're going around the world cup in hand seeking artillery shows uh, how desperate they are. That uh, very high expenditure rate for ammunition in the Ukrainian operations uh, shows they're really becoming desperate. They can't fill their their own needs with their own production. Uh, North Korea has, on the one hand, a lot of very new, very uh, capable weapons, particularly missiles. Uh, but then that is also, uh, you know, compared with they have a lot of old ammunition, which is compatible with the sort of Soviet era, as well as the Russian era uh, weapons, uh, 122 millimeter and 152 millimeter artillery shells, and also rockets. Now, last year, the U.S. said that North Korea was selling millions of rounds. Now, that seems really high, except if you include maybe small arms and rifles, et cetera, ammunition. Um, uh, we don't know really know how much of the artillery ammunition went in, but uh, that that ammunition is old and it may not be very reliable. Uh, the Ukrainian forces said they had captured some North Korean ammunition and were firing it back at the Russian forces. Uh, and they said there had a lot of misfires and the, that old ammunition was not reliable. But um, and then at the other end of the pipeline, that if uh, Russia provides military technology to North Korea, that's also very worrisome for the United States, as well as our very important allies, South Korea and Japan. You know, I want to ask the $64 million question. How much do our adversaries, uh, clearly Russia and North Korea, and you can throw China in that, obviously, in many levels, too. Um, how much do they feel emboldened? I mean, after what we saw with the dismal withdrawal of Afghanistan, uh, with kind of a turning a blind eye on China, I think about even with the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. Oh, if it's a minor incursion. Um, how much do do these unholy alliances seem like they're stepping up right now? Well, the, they are rogue actors. Uh, I've been covering North Korea for about 30 years now. And what we see is is they you know, continue in their quest to develop nuclear weapons and, and better missile capabilities uh, and some conventional forces. Uh, and it kind of goes and ebbs and flows. And what we've seen on the Korean Peninsula uh, theater is in the last five, six years, they've really stepped up under Kim Jong-un during his 11 years in power. Uh, They've stepped up their nuclear program and a lot of very capable missiles, uh, just uh, with all ranges, including ICBMs uh, that can hit the American homeland. We first saw them testing that in 2017. And uh, and Bruce, sorry to interrupt you, we just have about a minute left. Um, uh, Former CIA uh, Deputy Division Chief there for Korea. We've got Craig Eaton has a quick question. Just one question. Does North Korea make ammunition that's compatible with the Russian artillery? Yes. Uh, they have lot large stocks of the 122 millimeter and 152 millimeter artillery, as well as uh, 122 uh, rockets for multiple rocket launchers. Wow! So that's, that's a yeah, scary it, thought. That's a scary yeah. thought. And, and do you think China's involved here in any way? Um, not in this uh, deal or this instance. Uh, North Korea has relationships with both, you know, Moscow and Beijing, which ebb and flow over the years. Um, the relationship with Russia had, had deteriorated, but since the invasion of Ukraine, uh, Putin has sought to improve the relationship with Pyongyang. 
Thank you. Well, thank you, uh, Bruce. Thank you, Klingner. Thank you. Really interesting wow, discussion. Yeah, yeah, wow. Very interesting. We got to get you back Come on, on again. again someday soon. And uh, and thank you for what you uh, helped do for uh, America. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Well, we can say that three-letter word, right? We can say that one. <laughs> I know a few four-letter words, but I won't say them. No. <laughs> what do we stand here for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America.